Hi everyone, and welcome to my sauntering podcast. My name is Paul White, and I live in a gorgeous place called Weymouth. And this podcast is a collection of saunters that were born in lockdown, but it's also got some additional stuff which is just fresh, hot off the press. praying that you'll be really blessed and that God will speak into your heart as we take this journey together. So please go ahead and hit the subscribe button to keep updated with the very latest sauntering podcasts. Good morning saunterers, welcome to another saunter and today we're in Genesis chapter 27. So, very exciting chapter. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we love you. We need you. We can't make it without you, not for one day. And so we invite you to fill our homes, fill our lives. Let your presence be with us today and your power breaking out in all kinds of amazing ways. Lord, let us see your kingdom coming in our lives. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Kathy and Fran and Fliss and Mary. Good to see you, lovely saunterers. So now here we go. So we're in the story, the really getting into it now, the story between these two brothers. Good morning, Johnny. Buenos dias, Flor. Uh, the story of these two brothers and their sibling rivalry. Now you will remember that um, Rebecca, the mum, had turmoil while she was carrying these two boys and she said to God what's going on God said you've got two nations in your womb and the older will serve the younger well you may depend that the boys heard that in their spirits and they kind of this is the voice of God speaking to their mum so this is going to have an impact on these two boys in the womb but not only that she would have told her husband Isaac and he would have known from the very beginning, although he loved Esau and favoured Esau because he was rugged and outdoorsy and a great hunter and a great chef. Good morning, Chris and Ruth. Um, it, 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 he would have known what God had said, yet he was somehow in in his own heart. He was trying to kind of show special favour to the oldest boy in spite of what God had said. And when Isaac was old... And his eyes were dim so that he could not see. He called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. And he answered, Here I am. And he said, Behold, I'm old. I do not know the day of my death. Now then, take your weapons, your quiver and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and prepare for me delicious food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. And this is a really interesting little scenario that's being set here. It's chapter 27, Wills. And he's saying that I want to bless you. I, I, You're my firstborn son. I want to give you my special blessing as your dad. But he says, my, so that I want you to do it in a particular way to prepare me this meal from freshly 
hunted game and um, cook it the way you do, which is so delicious. They seem to have both been pretty good chefs, um, <laughs> Jacob and Esau. Esau bought <laughs> the, a meal from his brother for the price of his whole entire birthright. So it was obviously pretty good food coming from both of them. But Isaac really wanted to taste that lovely, gamey, hunted, proper, outdoorsy food that Esau was so good at preparing. But he said, so that my soul may bless you before I die. And it's interesting because he wanted his heart to be engaged in the process. He wanted to feel what he was going to be speaking out of his mouth. He didn't just want to say nice words, even if they were going to be powerful and effective. He wanted to be in the moment and to really be caught up in that and expressing his love and affection, devotion to his son as he releases this word of blessing. Now, I think we should really understand something about the power of blessing. This passage, probably more than any other passage in the Bible, kind of just conveys to us how significant the blessing of a parent is. And particularly in the context here where we're talking about one patriarch blessing the, this, the one who will succeed him to be setting up the bloodline that leads to not only the the um, people of God, the chosen nation, Israel, but also the Messiah who will come. All of this is very, very important in its positioning and its channeling and flowing this generational blessing down through, which began when God spoke it over Abraham. Abraham is passed it on to Isaac and bypassed Ishmael for reasons we've gone into, haven't we? And now <clears throat> this this blessing in God's in God's plan is going to come to Jacob, but Isaac wants to divert it to Esau. So then now Rebecca was listening. So that's mum when Isaac spoke to his son Esau. So when Esau went to the field to hunt for game and bring it, Rebecca said to her son Jacob, I heard your father speaking to your brother Esau. Now, she may or may not have been eavesdropping. She may just have overheard this conversation that was going on. And remember, they lived in tents and tents are acoustically transparent. So if you say something inside a tent, you can hear it on the outside. If you say it on the outside, you can hear it on the inside. And so... He, she, so it wasn't going to be difficult for her to overhear these conversations, but she may have been eavesdropping as well. And she said, I heard your father speak to your brother Esau. Bring me game and prepare for me delicious food that I may eat it and bless you before the Lord before I die. Now, Rebecca had heard what God had said. I'm sure also Jacob and Esau had got to hear it. They heard it whilst they were in the womb, but they may have become aware of it as they went through their lives, as they're growing up and so on. But now she says, now, therefore, my son, obey my voice as I command you. Go to the flock and bring me two good young goats so that I may prepare from them delicious food for your father, such as he loves. And you shall bring it into your father to eat that he may bless you before he dies 
But Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Behold, my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I'm a smooth man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be mocking him and bring a curse upon myself and not a blessing. So he said, Mum, it's a great idea, but I can see some... I can see some loopholes in it that I don't think you've really thought about. And his mum said to him, let the curse, let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice. Go and bring them to me. Now, even if Isaac was trying to circumvent God's plans and God's sovereign choice and election and all that stuff, which is deeply theological and very significant, even if he's up to that and he's trying to wangle it, God will make sure his purpose gets done. He doesn't need Rebecca's help to contrive some deceitful plan. So we look at the end result and we think, well, yeah, well, God, God's will was done in the end, but the methodology deployed was not godly. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't make it OK. The end doesn't justify the means. God would have found a way, no doubt, that would have been completely in keeping with his divine sovereign nature to have got the blessing onto Jacob that Jacob needed. However, <laughs> this is with some human intervention and jiggery pokery going on. And so bear in mind, we're talking about fallen people who have sin in their hearts as well as the call of God on their lives <laughs> and so he went like so then Jacob went and took them and brought them to his mother his mother prepared delicious food just as his father loved then Rebecca took the best garments of Esau her older son which were with her in the house and put them on Jacob her younger son and the skins of the young goats she put on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. And she put the delicious food and the bread which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So she's got it all set up. She's come up with this foolproof ruse, so she thinks, to make Jacob just like Esau. He's wearing Esau's clothes, so he smells all outdoorsy and rustic and farmery and huntery. And he's got the skins of the young goats on his arms and on his soft neck so that he feels all nice and rough. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how easily Isaac was deceived, but he certainly seems to fall for it, doesn't he? So he's blind. He can't see. And uh, Listen to this. Listen to the story. So and then she's, he's got all this lovely food in his hands, all prepared by mum and with bread and everything. Perfect. Perfect. Good morning, Raymond. Good morning, Pat and Mike. And so in he goes. And so verse 18, he went into his father and said, my father. And he said, here I am. Who are you, my son? And that's an interesting question, isn't it? Who are you, my son? You know, it's, which one? Because I'm not sure. And then we see why Jacob, why um, Isaac may have some questions. Jacob said to his father, I'm Esau, your firstborn. I've done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game so that your soul may bless me. It's not your head that's going to bless me. It's what's going to overflow out of your heart that's going to bless me. Now listen, this is important. When we're speaking a blessing we are not praying for someone and we're not prophesying. It's something else. 
but we're bringing words to life as we speak them. We're imbuing them with power from the Holy Spirit who is in us as we overflow out of our hearts. And it is prophetic and it is a, it is powerful, but we release this word and, and it comes from our hearts. And it's a it's a blessing from God that comes from God's heart, which is really, really cool. So in that moment of blessing, we are speaking on God's behalf and we're releasing his goodwill towards those people <clears throat> to, or to the individual or people that we're blessing. And he says, I am Esau, your firstborn. I've done as you told me. Now sit up and eat of my game that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, how is it that you have found it so quickly, my son? And he answered, because the Lord your God granted me success. Well, that's naughty. That's lying about God, bringing God into your deceit. Never a good thing to do, trust me. And then Isaac said to Jacob, please come near that I may feel you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. He had some misgivings, didn't he, clearly. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, who felt him and said, the voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. He said, are you really my son Esau? This is so Jacob hasn't just lied once. He's lying again and again. And once we start lying, we have to keep lying to keep the story going and to keep it all together and so this is a this is a sad situation that Jacob is digging himself a hole and this is not good um so um he says are you really my son Esau and he answered I am verse 25 then he said bring it near to me that I may eat of my son's game and bless you so he brought it near to him and he ate and he brought him wine and he drank then his father Isaac said to him come near and kiss me my son so he came near and kissed him and Isaac smelled the smell of his garments and blessed him so Isaac's sense of smell and taste and everything else is getting caught up in the moment he is now convinced that he's talking to Esau his son and the love and affection and everything else that he feels for this boy is being triggered by his senses and it's amazing how God will use our natural senses to trigger and release the flow of blessing that he wants to bring into somebody else's life and we're evangelicals are so worried about emotions and feelings but actually it's so much part of who we are and there's something about our feelings and our emotions being um, just working in tandem with the Holy Spirit and with the that flow of God's power and life and so out of Isaac now comes this blessing and <clears throat> listen to what he says see the smell of my son is as the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the dew of heaven and the fatness of the earth. And that word there for fatness is another word that's sometimes kind of connected with the anointing and the sense of fatness and richness and juicy, yummy. Mm. 
the best bits of meat are fatty, aren't they? And they got that fat running through them. And it's this sense of the fatness, the bounty, the uh, highly productive nature of the earth. And he says, may God give you the dew of heaven. It's coming down from heaven and the fatness of the earth responding and plenty of grain and wine. Verse 29, let people serve you and nations bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers. Listen to this. Be Lord over your brothers and may your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you and blessed be everyone who blesses you. So this really is a very special, powerful blessing for the firstborn son. He said, let your other brothers bow down before you and serve you. So he's like, if this had been Esau, his words would be completely contradicting what God had said whilst they were in the womb. And that was that the older would serve the younger. But because of the scheme and the fact that God has let this scheme kind of get through means that this blessing is rightly coming to the one God intended it for, <clears throat> which is Jacob, the younger one. Um, so hold on, let me just finish that line he said so they oh where are we curse be everyone who curses you and bless be everyone who blesses you as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob when Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac his father Esau his brother came in from his hunting oh no ba -bum -ba. this is like a proper drama isn't it he also prepared delicious food. You can imagine this as a movie, can't you? And there's Jacob in there getting this blessing and he's kind of thinking, hurry up, Dad. I love what you're saying, but can you wrap it up quick? Because my brother's going to be here any minute. And then the camera cuts away to Esau striding across the field with two um, gazelles in his hand or something. And he's caught these animals and he's got his bow over his shoulder and he's striding out and he's thinking, God, my dad's going to love this. And there, and he goes into the place and cooks the food. And he also prepared delicious food and brought them to his father, brought it to his father. And he said to his father, let my father arise and eat of his son's game that you may bless me. And his father, Isaac, said to him, who are you? He answered, I'm your son, your firstborn, Esau. Then Isaac trembled very violently and said, who is it then that hunted game and brought it to me? And I ate it before you came and I have blessed him. Yes, and he shall be blessed. Oh my, the moment the realisation dawns. As soon as Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, bless me, even me also, O oh my father. Wow. So this is such a dramatic moment, isn't it? The, the, the deceiver has come in, got the goods and done one. And his heels are literally disappearing out of the door as Esau arrives back from the hunt, cooks the food, brings it into his dad. And they both realise in that moment that they've both that that they've been tricked again by <laughs> the younger brother. And honestly, the, 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 what's interesting here is his dad's reaction. He, the Isaac trembled very violently. 
And I think Isaac realised that God had allowed him to be outwitted so that his purpose of election and choice would happen and that the blessing that God intended Isaac to give to Jacob would get to Jacob even though he thought he was giving it to Esau. And we understand in this this sense is how significant the father's blessing is, how significant those powerful words that we release over our children are. And we really do need to guard our mouths and let the overflow of our hearts speak blessing into our children, not cursing, because as servants of God, our words have power and we can release blessing or we can release cursing. And so anyway, uh, God has made sure that Jacob's got it um, and the blessing has gone to him. And Esau also realises just what he's lost. He knows that he's had a double whammy now from Jacob. He's sold him the birthright, which was just stupid, silly, impulsive. And now he's going to miss out on all that wealth. But not only that, he's going to miss out on the favour that comes from the blessing of his father spoken over his life. And he says, but your verse 35. But he said, your brother came to me deceitfully and he's taken away your blessing. Esau said, is he not rightly named Jacob, which means grasper or usurper? For he has cheated me these two times. He took away my birthright and behold, now he's taken away my blessing. Then he said, have you not reserved a blessing for me? Isaac answered and said to Esau, behold, I have made him Lord over you. <laughs> and it's like his words were making this happen. And he understood that. He says, I've made him Lord over you. Um, I've given to him for servant. Uh, sorry, and all his brothers I've given to him for servants. And with grain and wine I've sustained him. What then can I do for you, my son? Esau said to his father, have you but one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. This is this mighty, rugged, outdoorsy hunter guy. He realises what he has lost now, what he's what has gone on to his brother instead of coming to him. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, behold, away from the fatness of the earth, away from that rich, bountiful provision from heaven where the earth is co cooperating with you and cooperating with heaven, away from that sense of an open heaven. Behold, away from the fatness of the earth shall your dwelling be and away from the dew of heaven, away from that kiss of God coming down and making you fruitful. You're going to live away from that, son. By your sword, you shall live. And you shall serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you shall break his yoke from your neck. So the promise, the blessing coming to Esau is that he's going to have to fight for himself. It's going to be human strength. It's going to be the power of the sword. It's not going to be the blessing of God. And we see the difference so starkly between living according to our flesh and living according to our spirit according to God's spirit. And there is that sense of cooperation with heaven where God is blessing us. 
And then there's this other sense where we're striving in that fleshly, powerful way to get what we want and to make our way on the earth. And he's saying, Esau, I'm afraid that's what you're going to have. You're going to have to struggle and fight. Your brother's going to put his yoke on your shoulders, but you're going to get restless and irritated with that and shake it off. And we could go into a whole long rabbit hole about that. But I think just for now, I'll say that there is a mention of it in my book if you want to get that and read it. It's a good book. But it isn't a quick read. I think people sometimes think if you just buy a book and put it on your shelf, it all comes into you. You have to read it. <laughs> just saying, just saying. Um, right, okay, here we go. Where are we now? So he says, away from all of this. Verse 41, now Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father had blessed him. So it's just kind of cranked up the hostility that was between the two boys. It's just reached fever pitch now. And Esau said to himself, the days of mourning for my father are approaching. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. So he's thinking, I know sooner or later, dad's going to die. And then I shall get you, brother. You'll be dead. But the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebecca. Rebecca with her ear to the ground all the time. She's obviously realised what a hornet's nest she's stirred up and she's thinking, crikey, this is gonna, this is all gonna blow. This is like a powder keg and I've, I've caused this. But I'm sure she felt completely justified and justified herself many, many times in her own mind um, that God's will had been done kind of thing. Anyway, so here we go. So she went and called Jacob, her younger son, and called to him and said to him, Behold, your brother Esau comforts himself about you by planning to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to Laban, my brother, in Haran, and stay with him a while until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be reft of both of you in one day? Then Rebekah said to Isaac, I loathe my life because of these Hittite women. If Jacob marries one of the Hittite women like these, one, one of the women of the land, what good will my life be to me? So she's now doing a bit of emotional blackmail and just kind of setting it up for Isaac to send Jacob away to find himself a wife from Uncle Laban's family. And so we have a bit of history repeating itself, although this time the son of promise is actually sent back to his kinspeople to find a bride. And therein lies another tale, which we will get um, shortly. Really fascinating stuff. I think the message, the takeaway point today is that blessing is powerful. God intends us to be blessing. Peter, uh, to be a blessing. Peter says, do not repay evil with evil or reviling with reviling, but with blessing. For to this you were called that you may inherit a blessing. Um, God's plan is for you and me to speak out blessing. Even when we're under pressure, even when things are difficult, he wants us to be a fountain of blessing to the people, our family, the community we're in, the people we work with. And we don't necessarily have to wrap it up in religious language, but we can say, do you know what? I love working with you because you are so kind. You are so considerate and we're just calling out 
blessing and stuff into people's lives around us. So listen, be a blessing today. Carry the grace of God with you wherever you go. And Lord Jesus, keep us safe. Watch over our loved ones in Jesus' name. And Lord, let your promises flow through us into our children and our children's children in Jesus' mighty, glorious, excellent name. Amen. I am super excited to be able to recommend to you my book, The Christing. It's a whole adventure of digging deep into the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, exploring stories that may be familiar to us, but just seeing how the power and the beautiful, rich treasure of the Holy Spirit is there on every single page. And my desire as I share my own stories is that we would get caught up in that adventure together of a life pursuing the supernatural God where anything becomes possible when we're full of his Holy Spirit. And so my prayer for you as you read this book is that you'll get excited to embark on your own voyage of discovery with him but more than anything else, that you would fall more in love with Jesus. So please, if you have not got a copy, do buy one. You can get it online on all the major um, online bookstores, including Amazon, Eden and others. You can buy it from Christian bookshops. Or you can message me and get your own signed copy. There you go. But do like it and review it because that really, really does help. Thank you so much.